Kier Ora, welcome to this episode of The Detail. Today on the podcast. One of my children sort of emerged from a bedroom and said, three quarters of my TikTok is silent. There's no music in the background. Tom Kitchen here. Don't worry, this podcast will be hosted by a real human. We started with the famous TikTok voice because today's episode is about... Universal Music uh, has pulled all of its artists off of TikTok. So if you go on TikTok right now and you try to put on a Harry Styles song or a Taylor Swift song or the Weeknd song, you cannot because of a disagreement between Universal and TikTok. UMG said that TikTok has been bullying them, has been intimidating them uh, into accepting a deal that is less than what they wanted, less than what they ultimately deserve, especially when it relates to a few issues like artist compensation along with protections on AI. Now, TikTok said it is, quote, sad and disappointing that UMG has put their own greed above the interests of their songwriters. Ooh, the girlies are beefing. The biggest social media platform versus the biggest music company. Whose side are you on? This is actually insane. This is a crazy list. No more weekend, Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, Drake, literally nobody. So a big fight between Universal Music and TikTok. But music on social media, would you really think it's such a big deal? Top music charts are heavily dictated by who gets discovered on TikTok. This is a really disappointing decision for a lot of those people. On The Detail today, we take a closer look at why this beef actually matters and why social media is so crucial for musicians. Soon, I talk to New Zealand rapper Mazbo Q. But first, the Tahi podcast co-host Evie Orp gives me the lowdown on UMG versus TikTok. Kia ora, Evie. Welcome to The Detail today. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. So firstly, let's just get the really basic questions out of the way, shall we? So everyone's heard of TikTok, right? But some of us might not use social media or some of us might just use Instagram or Facebook. So what do you do on TikTok that's different to everywhere else? Oh, that's actually a really good question because TikTok just feels like this behemoth now. Like it feels like so much more than an app. And so it's like, it's just an app. It's like, is it? Basically, it's, you know, on Instagram, you've got reels now or on Facebook with shorter videos. They're all vertical. It's, it's short little bits. And, and we are going to get further into it. But it does heavily rely on music. It's really like sound and audio based. Even though it's a video app, it's the sound and the music that makes it different from reels or anything on Facebook or whatever, whatever. Because what you do on TikTok is you add a sound that's already available on the app to your video, or even sometimes the sounds that you add onto your video are someone else talking and you'll like lip sync it or do a little dance. Dance challenge, 2023 February. Don't get lost cause I'm waiting, summer feelings are waiting boy. So it's not like you're just taking a selfie video of yourself doing something and you know saying, oh, this is what I'm up to. The music is a really key part. People definitely do the, hey, I'm at the, here's me at the warehouse and I'm going to buy this, but the, there will be background music on it. And that background music will be, oh, a lot of the time people choose a sound, they call it a sound, and often it's a song that's really popular. So it'll go further on the algorithm because everyone wants to listen to the song. And so you've got your song in the background of your little warehouse vloggy. Then people are like, oh, I love that song. And you get more views. But it could be a sound, say, like a... I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> well, you know, for, for people may know, a great sound on there is uh, a New Zealand creator on the app called Pehia King, and she does um, covers of songs and stuff, and she does uh, one that's like, do da do 
Have you heard that? She's doing like a sandstorm cover, but just oh, like auntie vibes. But she like sings it funny. Anyway, people use that one for everything. I love that one personally. I think about it all day and all night. <laughs> and then the other party that we've got here is Universal Music, uh, the biggest record company in the world, right? Universal Music Group, so UMG, they, it wouldn't be hyperbole to kind of say they own everything because they almost do. Um, obviously Universal Music, Universal Records. Then there's, you know, they own Republic, they own Motown, they have distribution rights with, like, so many labels. I was going to come in here and list all of them and be like, just be like, there's so many, and, like, make a point by saying all of them, but there's too many. I don't think people really have caught on to until this moment who aren't sort of, like, musos and music journalists such as myself, some may say, that music is conglomerates. It's owned by conglomerates. It's like you, you listen to someone that they're on a really small label and that's so cool for them. No, that label is under Universal Music. UMG were getting ready to renew its contract with TikTok, right? Yeah. And they're not really that happy. So no. what's this fight all about? Both sides are actually saying the same thing about each other, which is a point that I find very interesting. But UMG and TikTok's licensing agreement um, was coming to an end in January. And all of last year, they were having pretty unsuccessful conversations about what that license was going to look like. And then in December, I believe, it actually ended and UMG gave TikTok one extra month to sort it out and present them a better deal. They did not. So Universal then removed all the music off the app. They're like, cool, you get nothing, which a lot of insiders and industry people are calling sort of the nuclear option or like going scorched earth on the situation. And uh, UMG released a statement that said TikTok was present, like, trying to bully them into signing a bad deal, trying to take money away from artists. Universal was saying, you know, we want to get more money for our writers, for our musicians, for these creators. And TikTok saying that they should be happy for the pre- free promotion. But one of the other concerns that UMG had with TikTok is they don't believe that TikTok is doing enough to stop AI or AI versions of their artists being used to create sounds that then go viral and then become popular. They don't think that they're doing enough. Um, And other people have said that too, so they may well be right. But then TikTok's saying that UMG are being greedy and TikTok also says, well, we, we want a better deal for these artists and UMG is making it worse for these artists. So both of these giant companies that in my very humble opinion don't really seem to care about artists on either side, are saying, well, we care about artists and they're making it too hard, so we're not signing anything. But I believe, based on UMG's open letter about it, is they they have good agreements with other services like Spotify, Apple Music, whatever it is. They've been able to come to an agreement with them, but they cannot with TikTok. And then TikTok says the same thing about UMG. They're like, well, we've but we get licensed with everyone as well. And so... It doesn't really seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. And I think that um, there's definitely, it's definitely interesting on both sides. I don't, I don't know that it is actually about the artist for, for either. What do you think it is about then? Money, obviously. I mean, UMG said that TikTok only counts for about 1% of their revenue. And that may well be true. But I don't, I don't know if they're considering just how much promotion they are getting out of that app. You look at Spotify, it's like, oh, per stream you get like three cents or something silly. I think UMG's going, oh, per stream, we should get, like, I'm just making up numbers. This is, <laughs> I'm, you know, just, this is for th- theatrical effect. They're going, well, they should get 10 cents a stream. And TikTok's going, uh, no, why would we give you all that? Mm, and mm. so now they're just beefing 
and now the app's really weird. So there are still a lot of, say, artists who don't rely on UMG. They're like part of the big three, right? So you've got Sony and you've got Warner. Yeah, but then even for some of those artists under Sony, they've been affected by this takedown as well because maybe the writers for some of those songs are universal signed or some countries in different areas. And it's, it gets, we could go on and on about it forever, but basically in some places universal owns Sony. Um, you know, to simplify it. So that means that these Sony artists are also off the app. I read that UMG have about 38% market share uh, of the record industry, uh, but this could affect up to 80% of the music on TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I noticed right away, it's so different on the app right now. The, I mean, I am grateful to stop hearing that one Taylor Swift song that everyone was using. What I, was I, that song? It's me, hi. I'm the problem, it's me. Like, everyone was using Anti-hero? it. Anti-hero? Yeah, I think that I'm not a Swift I know, I, I, know, I know my Swift songs. <laughs> my Swift songs. <laughs> Who are the artists that are still on TikTok, though? Deftones. People love Deftones on TikTok now. The 15-year-olds oh. are loving Deftones. I'm loving it because I love Deftones. Yeah, And so yeah. the Deftones still on there. Still oh, here okay. Oh, yeah. Deftones, they were big when I... About 15 years ago for me. They've been, they've been big yeah. in my life every single day. I, I love <laughs> Deftones. Um... But yeah, a lot of older music still on there. Um, a lot of Kiwi music still on there. Definitely lucky there. But also a lot of it's gone. Um, Dua Leap is still on there, I heard. Oh yeah, Dua Peep. Still got Dua Peep. Um, Billie Eilish is not. Yeah, Billie Eilish is gone and that's crazy because her songs are all over TikTok. And of course, Tay-Tay's not there either. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they take a little while to sort it out just so I can have a wee break from the Taylor Swift. Another fun fact, actually, yeah. um, the audience will like this one. Sting also taken off TikTok. No more Sting <gasps> on TikTok. Yeah, what we've about lo- the police? We've lost, well, I don't know, but Sting's gone. He's gone. Oh, I can't walk around in the fields of gold anymore. I know, what are we yeah. going to do? I know, what are we going to do? Now, how does having all of these artists off TikTok actually affect musicians? There's so many people on that app and, you know, so many of these songs that are in uh, charts, number ones, these new stars just being created on this app day in and day out. In fact, 75% of TikTok users in 2022 said that they had found a new artist or their new favourite song on the app that year. Really? So it's really become sort of the, especially for Gen Z, that is how they discover music. Because, it is TikTok. Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, you know, I'm a child of the 90s and 2000s. It was the radio, really. You'd go and hear songs on the radio. Um, 100%. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm just so young um, that I barely remember. But, yeah, the radio and LimeWire and things like that. Oh, yeah, I remember those Throwback, days. bring that one back. Yeah, yeah LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. oh. um, These days, they're well in the past, and TikTok is the main platform, so. All of the small artists are, like, so upset because they're like, how am I supposed to get attention now? The small artists are upset because they were in some way signed to UMG or had yeah. licensing agreements, etc. Yeah. So there's a couple of artists that are a good sort of case study on it. One is a girl called Peach PRC, and she's an Australian artist who blew up on TikTok, was then signed to Universal from TikTok. Like, saw her on there, were like, she's great, signed her, and now they've taken all her music off the app. So she's like, what do you want me to do? Who do they think they are? I've given the best years of my life to this place, and they think they can just fire me like that? Like trash? I don't think so. And Conan Gray, who's another artist really popular, again, with the Gen Zs, um, you know, he came forward and said, because of this, like, I have to accept that I will never have a big hit like I've had before because TikTok's where his audience are. That's where they 
is where they engage. That's where they wait for the new song to come out. Yeah, I mean, my career is over for sure. I'm never going to have a hit song ever again at this rate. Um, no, no, it's fine. TikTok, you know, has its ups and downs. I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I guess we'll be creative. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting acapella covers happening from UMG artists. And so I find it quite interesting where both sides are like, we're doing it for the artists and all the artists are miserable and really upset about it. What about people moving to other social media platforms? Like you can still get these songs on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Why doesn't the audience just migrate over there? That's a really good question, but I think if they were going to, they would have already done it. I mean, TikTok is quite unique. I think one of the things that a lot of people really like about it and what I really like about it is it doesn't feel like everything you're doing is insanely public, even though it is. Your algorithm is very tailored to you. You know, the stuff I'm watching on TikTok, my friends are not seeing any of the stuff that I'm seeing because they've got a totally different algorithm. They're not finding the music that I'm finding. They're finding completely different music. And so, I mean, YouTube, everyone has an algorithm, but TikToks is really aggressive and really specific. And it sounds, as I'm saying it out loud, it does sound a bit evil, but it's an enjoyable experience on the app. So with the music and the audio being such a key part of it, I still just don't think people will be like, well, I'm going to go post on YouTube Shorts now because no one likes YouTube Shorts. <laughs> oh, and what about Instagram Reels? I mean, I myself, I you know, downloaded TikTok for this episode. I haven't really used it before, but I am on Instagram all the time and I look at Reels and I've discovered music that way. Mm. Mm, I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, again, it's that weird thing of like it's tailored to you, right? Yeah. And so with Instagram, it's it's just that slight difference in demographic. You know, like TikTok has all the young people on it, and then a few of us other ones floating around there as well. Whereas Instagram, I'd, I'd say your main demographic on Instagram is definitely just that little bit older. What kind of impact do you think this will have on um, you know discovering music? And will people go other places? Will they go back to the older? days of top 40 radio? I, I mean, I wonder. I, I think for some of the younger people who would have only ever really discovered music on TikTok, um, I don't really know what they're going to do. But it's definitely going to affect, I think the people it's going to affect the most are developing artists. Mm. Artists who are younger and who have done really well on TikTok and kind of maybe aren't fluent in other parts of the music industry. They don't know how to write an email to a radio station and go, can you play my song? They only know how to blow up on TikTok. They only know how to promote on TikTok. And I, I do think this is a bit unfair on them because at the end of the day, they have nothing to do with that executive level of decision-making and now they cannot legally promote any of their music. Yeah. So that I feel bad for them, but... I, I figure TikTok will find a way around it, though. They always, they always do. What do you think will happen on that? Uh, who's going to cave first? I think TikTok has to, unfortunately. But I do think it will get solved. TikTok will find a way around it in the short term. But in long term, on a, an app that rolls around music and you can't have over 4 million songs on it, I mean, what are we doing? 4 million songs? Yeah, it was something crazy oh, yeah, like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the Detail gets all its bits of music under licence from Universal Production Music, which is a subsidiary of Universal Music Publishing Group, which is, in turn, a subsidiary of UMG. Anyway, so the rapper I was talking about at the start, Mazbo Q, he's a big deal on TikTok, 
and on radio. Probably the, the, the most sort of commercially known song is one called Go and Be Free that was doing the rotation um, on the stations in the last couple of years. Um, as of late, uh, a song called Polymers that I released uh, just last month actually has been doing very well online. And what kind of stations uh, was Go and Be Free played on? Uh, my flavor, ZNM, I believe, uh, and some of the uh, like uh, the uni stations and um, Bnet ones. So you have got quite a big TikTok following. Would you you say it's big? You have about two hundred k followers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both uh, TikTok and Instagram are doing pretty well. Tell me about what you do there. You're the rap scientist, right? So tell me yeah. um, what offering you give your viewers, your uh, watchers on TikTok and Instagram and the like. Yeah, so the main um, sort of approach for my content is contextualizing rap flow um, with uh, music theory. I'm going to show you all the blueprint for this out the gate flow. First, we're going to start with this Brazilian funk type beat that I cooked up. It's got that one and a two and a three and a four and a boom, ba, 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 that classic 12-8 type feel. Yeah, just try to demystify that complexity of the time signatures and how it makes sense to rap music. Yeah, exactly. Well, there are a couple of functions being served here. One is that uh, for the people, for example, who have a desire to learn more about music theory, but for whom music theory has never really served them because of how their education has been, um, it, it's for them to to learn more about it using the music that they love. Um, and the second function is to increase the tool set of rappers themselves. Like if you're if you're a rapper or you're a producer or you make hip hop music, if you know some extra stuff about music theory, you can elevate your own craft. So I'm trying to sort of hit those two nails. How does TikTok help you find an audience? Well, TikTok is, is an amazing uh, platform uh, for the sheer reason that its algorithm pushes out content automatically uh, to people that you don't know and people who, who you're not connected to. So as long as you're putting out quality content and content that will uh, keep people gripped and, and compelling ideas and stuff like that, you're going to grow um, an audience. And that's worked out quite well for me. Would you say it's the main way that your listeners find your music? Uh, between TikTok and Instagram, yeah, predominantly um, the social media exposure is accounts for most of the music discovery. Because we wouldn't think of that. I mean, I'm in my 30s now and, you know, when I grew up, I used to, you know, listen to the radio and see what was going on there. And then you had the LimeWire. As I grew older, you had a bit of Spotify. But is that not the way people are finding music now? Uh, Spotify is still... Um, quite uh, significant in that aspect because its algorithm, uh, its recommendation algorithm is quite powerful. Um, so for example, if you're playing your favorite song and then after the song, it might recommend another song or might put you on like a, what they call Spotify radio, which is algorithmically tailored. So a lot of music discovery does happen through there still, but um, I would say, yeah, the main way, especially young people like Gen Z and Gen Alpha are discovering music is primarily through these platforms like TikTok and, and Instagram. Well, how would you have done it beforehand and how does it compare to, to now? You know, like you might have sent it out to, you send your music out to a radio station, put it on Spotify, like, you know, how does it compare then to now? Well, I think the most significant difference is that before the music was the, the product, but now the music is the marketing tool. Um, so what, what that means is before is that um, you would create your music and then you'd go to uh, your you'd gig, you know, to create 
hype around the music, right? Or you'd, you'd sell merch or you'd, you'd do all these things to create hype around the music. But now things have kind of fundamentally shifted where the music is now the vehicle for something else. And I think we're in, we're in a time where um, artists are still trying to figure out exactly what that is um, in terms of revenue generation that's coming from ad revenue from um, these, these social media providers um, that's coming from potentially um brand deals and all this kind of stuff but it's definitely not like before where you could sell a cd and then make your money off that the streaming platforms just don't give the revenue that um selling hard copies did before um and so a lot of artists are trying to figure out okay now what is our business model you have to have a real creative mind and mix that in with the business mind you know some people are good at the creative side some people are good at the business side but it seems like you've got to be good at everything yeah, uh, look, it's an entirely new skill set that you need to learn as an artist. If I mean, if you're coming up as an independent musician now, um, basically to be a competent content creator, you also need to know a bunch of film techniques. And I don't just mean like literally shooting with angles. I mean, film techniques as in scripting, as in crafting a story, crafting a narrative, editing, grading, all these kinds of things are almost like uh, mandatory in order for you to create the, this effective content to get your music out there. But I think it's more um, it, it's more beneficial to the artist to think of themselves as a creative rather than just a musician now, because you can't, you can't really just be a musician anymore. These, these traditional channels of getting your music out there are becoming less effective day by day. I think we're in the period of um, like turbulence that comes with a significant change. Um, things are shifting, but we haven't landed on what the, the shift is going to result in. So if you didn't have TikTok or Instagram or any social media, how would you be finding your audience? My personal opinion is that you cannot. <laughs> you, you cannot. <laughs> like, um, TikTok has 2 billion users, uh, Instagram around there as well. Um, realistically speaking, you just cannot. If you've already built an audience, then you can continue to cultivate your existing audience outside of social media, perhaps by ways of um, gigging. Um, but then, you know, the argument can be made. How do they find out about the gig? Um, and then, you know, people still try and use email lists and all this kind of stuff. But but realistically speaking, um, if you're not on social media and you don't already have an audience, you, you don't have a chance. <laughs> right. Well, that's taking it quite big. So, um you are not part of Universal Music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You're completely independent, is that right? Yes, that's true. So if your music was taken off TikTok, uh -huh. what kind of impact would that have on you? I mean, thankfully, like, uh, like Instagram is going quite strong. I'm starting to build um, on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk among creators, especially musicians, about having your eggs in multiple baskets. Um, it's quite dangerous to rely on just one social media, and people would wage it's dangerous to rely on social media in general. But particularly, um, as soon as I blew up on TikTok, which was the first platform I blew up on, I realized that it could not be my only channel because the algorithm changes like every couple of months. Um, so I might start releasing videos and they might start getting no views and what can I do? Um, so I, I made a concerted effort to make sure that I had a presence on these other social medias. But if my music was taken off of TikTok, then yeah, I'd just abandon the platform in terms of um, trying to put my music forward there and just maybe focus more on the on the, the business side of, of the, the music teaching. What do you think about all Universal's music being taken off the platform? I actually think it probably was a bluff that they kind of had to just go along with when TikTok called it. Um, I don't think they really wanted to do that. I think it ultimately, it harms both 
uh, UMG and TikTok. But I think it, it does harm UMG a lot, especially the quote unquote lower tier UMG artists who by and large still depend heavily on TikTok marketing, social media marketing. Now that channel is completely cut off for them because these big labels like UMG have been focusing on marketing on these platforms. So it's kind of like cutting it off your own limb. That's it for today. Thanks to our guests, Evie Yorp and Mazbo Q. The detail is funded through RNZ and NZ On Air. This episode was engineered by William Saunders. It was produced by Alexia Russell and Davina Zimmer. And I'm Tom Kitchen. Ka kite anō. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Detail. Join us next time.